0: welcome to the enjoy your marriage podcast where relationship expert and master coach candace toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said i do sup bees thanks for spending some time with me in your ear today it's been so fun to hear you tell me all about how these episodes are landing for you I love getting messages from listeners like you who tell me how a comment I made shifted something in their marriage in a positive way because that's why I got into this work in the first place. I think of these Sunday chats we have as an essential part of what I do to further my mission of creating more solid marriages and more stable homes. Because when those foundations are in place for you, everything else in your life will be easier, more fun, and more memorable. And when those foundations aren't there, Everything else feels like so much more of a slog. So thank you for being here. Thank yourself for being here with me every Sunday to celebrate what you love about your marriage right now and also inch yourself closer to the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. I absolutely love working with my paid clients and want to make sure you know that I recently released four new offers, offers. each one designed to meet you exactly where you are right now in your search for coaching support. I sent all of the details of every offer to my email list. Are you on it? If not, all you've got to do is go to www.candicetune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click on the gold button in the upper right corner if you're on a desktop and claim my free course, How to Have the Marriage You Imagined When You Said I Do. When you click, you'll get that course in your inbox right away and you'll automatically be enrolled to get first look details at all of the ways that we could work together to get you a marriage you love to live in. Go opt in right now before you listen to the meat of this message and forget to circle back. And while you're at it, be sure you're subscribed to this podcast and share this specific episode with that one friend who would really love her husband to hear her out more easily. The few seconds you take to share this message could mean all the difference in another woman's marriage. So keep sharing, posting, and reviewing. This work matters and your marriage does too. Now let's get into it. You've got a concern, you want your husband to hear it. Of course you do. But it doesn't always work out that way, am I right? Sometimes he listens, a lot of time he deflects or get defensive. Through my work with hundreds of married women, I've noticed some trends that will pretty much always stop the feedback train in its tracks, which is no fun at all. And today I'm gonna share those trends with you. Let's start by saying, of course you want his attitude to change on some things. Of course you want his behavior to shift at times. Nothing wrong with you, him, or your marriage, if you find that to be the case. I get it if you're thinking some things have to change for your marriage to be better. You're probably right that fixing those things would make everything easier. And that's why I'm here today with tips and strategies for how to approach your husband with feedback he can actually hear. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. In that scenario, your husband is the horse, and I wouldn't be surprised to learn that you sometimes experience him to be a giant, stubborn mule. Husbands are that way sometimes. Wives too, but that's another episode. Husbands are stubborn sometimes, no argument here. And don't hate me for saying this, sometimes, maybe even often, they have good reason to be. I know that might sound like bad news for you, but it really isn't. Because when you understand his reason for digging in his heels, you then have the treasure map you need to get the prize you really, really want. Truly. Here's how it works. Husbands are humans and their human brains clamp down, close off and push back for reasons that probably fall into one of three categories. All of which speak to something your husband is really committed to avoid. First, confusion. Second, blame. Third, indefinite timelines. The more your husband believes that your feedback will help your marital team succeed in a noticeable way that will make a difference to you, the more likely he is to spend time and energy on their concern. But if the problem is vague, if it seems like he has to admit that he's mostly at fault, if there's no discernible path to improvement in sight, he's probably going to opt out or unsubscribe, (laughs) which makes sense when you think about it, because really, who wants to sign up to solve a nebulous problem that places all of the blame on them, especially if there's no finish line on the horizon? No one. Not him, not me, probably not even you. Doesn't mean you have to stop bringing up your concern, that's not it at all, because no one can live that way either. All I'm suggesting is that you use this information to help you keep your concerns solidly on the table, instead of hinting or silently blaming, and then being mad at yourself or silently blaming, all of which will more than likely get your concern ignored and keep your marriage suffering under the strain of yet another taboo topic. In my marriage coaching program, The Defying Gravity Revolution, we place a heavy emphasis on going after things rather than stewing in themes. Because husbands don't love being confused, and honestly, wives don't either. Now, side note, I'm going to speak about all of these principles as something wives can clear up for husbands, mostly because I'd guess if you're listening, you're a wife. And if you're a husband listening, please know that all of this will absolutely help in reverse as well. It's every person's opportunity in any relationship to help communication run more smoothly by avoiding confusion, suspending blame, and making sure there's an end point in sight. Here's what I mean. Let's say your husband asks you to pick up some sort of spicy rub for the meat he'll be smoking on Saturday. Which set of instructions would you feel better about following? First, grab some of that rub, babe. You know the one I like. Or, second, please pick up the Feast Mode brand Cheddar Bacon Flavor Seasoning. It'll have a black cap, white label, red logo. It's gonna be on the spice aisle at Harmons, about halfway down the aisle on the left-hand side as you're walking in from the front of the store. We only need one bottle. Thanks, babe. Most people would feel more confident about completing the second set of instructions. Why? Because those instructions are clear and specific. There's very little space for confusion or error, which usually feels safer. Feels especially safe if you know you can call husband to clarify and that he'll help out if you get stuck on aisle three. That's the benefit of avoiding confusion. There's a lot of safety in knowing exactly what it takes to nail the mission. More safety equals more success, plain and simple. Now, on to blame, the second thing to avoid if you want your feedback to be heard. It's so tempting to voice a concern like this, you've never spent time with me anymore, it's like you don't even care about me at all. And that probably is how you feel sometimes. It's also not a great way to set up a brainstorming, problem-solving type conversation because husband is going to orient to the threat first, even over the solution, and then try to squelch that threat. Enter defensiveness. Consciously or not, he's going to focus on disproving the unflattering thing you said. Because in his mind, of course he cares about you. He perceives you to be incorrect in thinking that he doesn't, so his mission automatically becomes correcting your comment. Which also means, unfortunately and probably unconsciously, that he's not focusing on solving the real issue. Wives do this too. We want to correct any unflattering thing our husband says about us, which makes it harder for us to actually hear his needs, let alone meet them. Remember, all these concepts are a two-way street, and knowing that can, I hope, introduce a little compassion for each other as we continue on, because we see that we're all in the same boat here. You're probably blaming husband because you believe, at least on some level, that if he doesn't see himself as the problem, he's not going to change his behavior, and when he doesn't, your marriage will suffer forever. Girl, I hear you. I also know that he doesn't have to agree with you that he's thoughtless or lacks self-awareness or has a wandering eye he can still make the change without agreeing to labels he doesn't want to accept. He can start being more thoughtful without being forced to agree that he's thoughtless. He can be more attentive to you without being forced to agree that he's insensitive. He can help out more without being forced to agree that he's been lazy or unappreciative of all that you do. Because ladies, listen, we've got to keep our eye on the prize. If you want a specific behavior to be different, I suggest sitting on the same side of the table as him and solving the issue as a team. It is harder, but it's more effective. It's more work up front, but less mess in the end. Because you're focused on connection, your shared goals, not on him admitting that he's a bumbling buffoon. Because no one wants to be a bumbling buffoon. And arguing over whether he is, well, that's just a waste of time. So instead of saying, you never help around here, which is a theme, say something like, would you want to pick up the groceries or drive carpool? Both of those are things. And notice, that you-never-help comment is just really confusing, which is our number one no-no, whereas inviting him to divide and conquer on specific tasks is clear. And it removes the blame. Let's wrap up with last, the last thing you to avoid if you want your feedback to land. Time. Imagine that you're on a team of some sort. Could be at work, on a volunteer committee, a special sports event. The type of team doesn't really matter. Just you're on a team and they put you on probation. They don't clarify a plan to get off probation, nor do they tell you what the probation entails. You're not clear on if there are strikes, or how many, if there are even strikes, or how many strikes there are, how many strikes you have. It's not obvious what happens if you get another strike. So far as you can tell, the probation is indefinite, and it's possible that your status could change for the worse at any second. Now take a minute, how do you feel thinking about yourself in that position? I'm calling, yikes. That's a big ball of confusion and blame with no telling when or if it'll stop rolling. Which is a pretty crappy and not terribly motivating position to be in. And it's one that you've probably put your husband in without meaning to. I have too. All because I thought it would help change get made. But probation like that will more than likely cause him to give up or back off than it will cause him to change. Now, I hear you if this one seems hard because when you feel hurt or threatened or unloved in your marriage, you may not know the terms of the probation you put him on. You might not even realize that you put him on probation. The key is to notice whether you're holding back from him and if you are, decide on purpose if you want to be. This requires honesty and specifics between you and you. When you talk to you, make sure you're getting clear on how the situation could be resolved, including what you can do to help out along the way. Might require you to forgive or be more generous in your assumptions about him or to accept approximations of the behavior you want as proof that he heard you and he's doing his best. Might require you to be honest about the fact that while you are willing to forgive, you aren't willing to accept certain behaviors any longer for valid reasons that you like and then do the hard work of letting you both move on with your separate lives. When you talk to him, make sure you're clear on the steps you're looking for and the time frame that you plan to follow as you revisit this issue. And in the actual conversation itself, consider time boxing the chat, meaning we're gonna talk about this for 30 minutes, so that both of you, or however long you want, so that both of you know it won't drag on for hours upon painful hours with no end in sight. Be clear, be supportive of the relationship, and be direct. Also, allow room for breaks and for pacing. No one, and I mean no one, does their best work under continuous scrutiny as they go for a goal that may never be reached. So, if you want your feedback heard, be specific to avoid confusion, be supportive to avoid getting mired in blame, and be succinct to avoid the fatigue and apathy that come from indefinite timelines. All of the above will make it seem easier and more possible for the two of you to have success together, which is really the goal, right? Resolutions become way more likely when both of you can clearly see how the work you put into the issue will benefit your relationship as a whole and pay off for each of you individually. It is harder to be intentional and specific as you approach problem-solving together. I'll give you that. It's also more effective, and it gets easier with practice. And if you want more personalized, practical advice on how to apply what we've discussed in this episode today you've got to register for my free challenge, Romance in Real Life. We'll get together February 20, or February 12th through the 16th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time every day to practice the art of day-to-day connection. I've got two practical tools I'm super excited to share that you're going to be able to use right away. Plus, you can ask me anything you want about your specific situation all for free. So go to www.candistune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, backslash romance-in-real-life and grab your seat. Bring a friend while you're at it, because everyone could use a little romance in their life. Of that, I am sure. So choose to be a woman who supports other women by inviting your friends to come with you to Romance in Real Life starting eight days from now, just in time for Valentine's Day. www.candistune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, then backslash romance in real life with dashes in between each word. That link is also in the show notes if you'd rather just go there and click, instead of typing it in your toolbar, Either way, we'd love to see you, so choose courage, keep on flying bees, and we'll see you at Romance in Real Life. Sup bees? Want even more ways to stop wondering if you married the wrong guy? Head on over to candistune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click the gold button inviting you to get the free course. You'll get four short lessons delivered straight to your inbox that'll help you create a more connected marriage before the next episode drops a week from today. Happy studying!